Hey everyone, welcome back to Music Marketing Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're gonna to be talking about albums versus singles. And I wanna tackle this in a specific way. First, I wanna make a case for releasing pretty much only singles, and I wanna make a case for releasing mostly just albums, or maybe a one or two singles in an album. And then third, I wanna give you what I actually recommend. So if you're new here, go to musicmarketingmonday.com and join our newsletter to get actionable music marketing advice every single Monday morning. This is the podcast version of the newsletter. Uh, there are links to the uh, in the show notes below where you can check out the newsletter article if you'd rather read this episode instead of listening to it, or if you want to check out both, because at some point I will mention uh, some links for content that has come out in the last week. So yeah, let's dive into it. First, the case for singles. One perk about releasing singles is you don't have to wait to have a body of work to actually put out. You can put up music as you're creating it, meaning you can typically put up music a lot more frequently. So instead of putting out an album every year or two, you can put out a new single every four to eight weeks. And the value of this is that you can stay top of mind for much longer than if you were just putting something out and then disappearing. Now, <laughs> we'll talk about albums uh, in a bit later, but that's that's really the biggest, it, it, one of the biggest advantages of doing the single game instead. Now, another reason that singles have become more popular over the past several years compared to the, the album type of model is that uh, we release our music on streaming platforms like Spotify, for example. And when Spotify has new songs, you can pitch new songs to editorial playlists, but you can only pitch one song per release. So if you're releasing an album, let's say it has 12 songs on it, you can only pitch one out of those 12. You can't pitch all 12. Additionally, one of those songs will get pushed out to your followers uh, release radar playlist, as they call it. Not all 12, only one will. So that's another argument for the singles. Another argument for the singles is every song can be uh, a big deal. <laughs> this is one way of putting it. Every song can be important where every song gets its own batch of social media content. Every song gets a marketing campaign, whether it's ads or whatever. Uh, you can push every song to the fullest extent because you're releasing only that song every on a regular basis. Let's say every four to eight weeks, you're releasing a new song, and the, the new song is the only song that matters for that time period. You're not focusing on this whole big catalog of songs. So in a nutshell, you have faster uploads, more regular uploads of music. You have the ability to pitch more songs to editorial, get more songs in your followers' uh, playlist. And you get to give each song a more concerted push. So those are a lot of appealing aspects to it. Now, on the album side, one big perk of an album is that you're making the whole thing in largely one fell swoop. So you're, you're writing in a much more consistent manner because the music you're making was created uh, a lot more closely to each other, usually, not all the time, but very often it'll be much more consistent because a single, you know, uh, you might make one song one month and then five months later you're working on another song and then another six months go by and you're working on another song whereas if they were on an album uh, you're not doing this thing where you're making music putting it out marketing it making content and then making new music you're, you're kind of doing everything in groups so <laughs> you you're making a bunch of music you're releasing a bunch of music and then you're promoting a bunch of music instead of doing it individually so one advantage is that it it's generally more consistent. I'll talk a little bit later about how you can avoid the whole inconsistent music thing if, if you want to make sure your music is still consistent. But another aspect to it is that whatever you're putting out, 
is a much bigger body of work. So it's it's a bigger deal. You know, releasing an album is a much more press-worthy event than releasing a single because it's a lot of music. And for fans also, it's a pretty awesome thing, right? If you're an artist just released a whole bunch of new music in one fell swoop, I just dropped a guitar pick. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone, but if you just released a whole bunch of new music, you can check that out and consume it all at one time instead of having it trickled out to you. And in some ways, people are getting kind of sick of the the trickling thing, right? Like uh, that's why we like binge watching shows on Netflix, but then Netflix starts trickling content out to keep people for longer and everyone is annoyed. Just release the whole damn thing. Um, on the other side though, there's people that don't like that. So another aspect of albums that can also be nice is you can build you know, a tour around them. You can build merch around them. You can build a whole bunch of things around an album because an album's almost like a little cinematic universe, whereas a single is, is just like, it's, you know, it's like a character, right? It's a lot more exciting to have a cinematic universe of your stuff than it is to have just a singular character. So, you know, a few perks on each side, but there's also downsides on each. For example, with the singles game, I kind of mentioned that things can start sounding less consistent, but another aspect of that is, that, you know, kind of on the flip side for where albums are good, people sometimes don't just want to check out one song. Like they might not care that you put out a new song because they'd rather just listen to the whole thing when the album is out so they can get like the full experience of hearing the whole thing when it's new. Um, on the album side, very often it'll take artists at least a year to work on an album. It depends on the genre. I know people who drop three albums a year, but most people it's like a one year plus kind of cadence, one to two years per album. So you you do go radio silent for a while unless you're, you know, you're you're really working hard, you know, and because and, you might be touring during that as well. So that can take up a lot of the time. And that's the reason why for a lot of big artists, it, it takes so long in between albums. So what do I actually recommend? Or what do I actually recommend? Well, the, the reality is I think people should do something in between. I don't think anyone should just only release singles, although I do know people who just only release singles. They'll just drop a single every month and then four years go by and they've never dropped an album. Um, and I don't think you should just release albums or or focus on albums as like this staple thing, you know, doing like two singles and an album. I also don't think if you're a new artist, I don't think you should just drop an album. I think that's a, a honestly stupid idea because you... You, uh, you just basically wasted what could have been a year's worth of new music and shot it all out at once with zero audience to actually appreciate it and check it out. So you kind of wasted the record in a way. What I would recommend you do, let's say you have a 12-song album, whether you're writing it song by song or you, read it, you, you wrote it all ahead of time, you're going to, and I'll just assume you're starting in January, is you're going to drop a song every, let's just say every month. It doesn't have to be every month, but let's just say, for example, every month. So you're going to drop a song every month for nine months. So from January to September. And then in October, you're going to release the whole album. And it's going to be 12 songs. So you're going to have nine singles. And then you're going to drop on the 10th month a 12-song EP. Or sorry, 12-song album. And you're going to promote it in October, in November, and December. Because a lot of times, in a lot of ways, the music industry kind of slows down in the last couple months of the year. I mean, Spotify wrapped doesn't even include November and December stats in Spotify Wrapped. And a lot of companies in the music industry will um, have a very slow response times, uh, especially in December, but also around, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Black Friday and you know, all the all the stuff. So as a result, 
gives you a full three months to focus on that album, but still you're dropping it in October. So you have a whole regular month to promote it while the industry is still kind of chugging along. And it doesn't have to be January to October. You know, it, it, you could start in uh, in a different month and iterate on that. You don't have to do nine singles and 12 song album. You, you know, if you have a 15 song album, maybe you do eight singles and then drop a 15 song album. The exact numbers aren't important. The important thing is that you're you're not you're not going six months without releasing music. You're not um, releasing like ninety percent of your material in album form and and basically almost never having singles. You you want to have music coming out consistently, ideally every four to eight weeks. So that's where the singles become very effective. You want to keep reminding people that you exist and get them to keep coming back to your catalog. Another reason why singles are great. But also it's nice to kind of mark eras in your music. You know, artists don't stay the same. And if they do, they get bored <laughs> or the fans get sick of them either way. Um, so you're going to change over time and you're going to get better over time. And that's where releasing an album is just kind of like you drawing a line in the sand and saying, this is, this is a thing right? This is a thing that sounds like this. And maybe the next thing is going to be different, but this is how this thing was. And then you still get all the benefits of doing physical media, doing touring, doing merch around that record because you still drop the album. But when the album comes out, most of it, you know, at least 50% of it has been released. Hopefully more like 75% has been released already. So you get all the benefits of the singles and all the benefits of the album. And, you know, some people will say, Andrew, well, what? it's stupid if nine out of the 12 songs already came out because then none of it's new, right? And by the time the album comes out, no one's going to care because they've heard all the songs. And on one, I, I really disagree and agree at the same time because on one hand, yeah, it's less exciting of an album, but it depends on your genre. In some genres, this is like a super valid concern. And other things, it's like people might not when you release an album, people don't check out the whole thing anyways. They check out like the key singles first, the tracks around them, and they don't often listen to the whole thing, but it is very genre dependent. I listen to a lot of progressive metal. It's a very album focused genre. Songs flow into each other, lyrics or concept albums. Um, and the, the artists often don't release too, too many singles, if any, sometimes actually. Um, so you got to read the room, you got to look at the genres, but there is kind of a happy medium in here. Um, and one one approach you can take is, let's say you feel like, I don't want to release, I want to have an album that feels new. One thing you could do is, let's say, before, you know, before the year ends, before you start releasing music or whatever, you make your entire album. So that way it's cohesive and it's written as an album, it feels like an album. You start trickling out singles month over month, so one single a month on streaming and download platforms, etc. But then on your website, you make it available for physical and download purchases from day one. So this album is going to take 12 months to, or 10 months or whatever to be released on streaming platforms. But if you want it right now, you want to experience the whole record, you can buy the physical, you can buy the downloads from our site. Or you could throw it on Bandcamp and have a streaming option as well. I think that's how Bandcamp works. <laughs> but either way, you're making it available for the people who want that experience to get that experience if they really want it. But for everyone else, they, they're they not paying anything, right? They're paying their regular 
Spotify monthly fee or Apple Music monthly fee or no fee in the case of Spotify's free plan. And so why should you give them, why should you cater your entire release schedule around those people? In my opinion, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should you should use your release schedule to take as much advantage of the specific platforms you're releasing on as possible. And then for the people who really want it, give it to them. Just give it to them in a in a more exclusive manner, whether it's on a Patreon or whether it's available for purchase on your site. Yeah, so that's my opinion. If you disagree, that's okay. Again, I said there are differences for for um, different genres and stuff, but there's also just a, a opinion, right? Like this is your art, and you have to decide where you draw the line between art and business. If you want to take it as a business, you got to do some things that aren't in line with your art, but you don't have to make releasing singles versus albums part of that. But also make sure that you're not looking at big artists that are super famous and modeling what they do either. Because Taylor Swift could drop an album on a proprietary music player that costs $300 to purchase, and she would still sell hundreds of thousands of albums, right? Like, So when, when a super famous artist drops an album and then disappears for two years, and it goes super well... Um, you you don't you can't necessarily do the same thing, right? Like you, if you don't have the same fan base as someone, you can't necessarily pull the same marketing tactics that they did to be successful. So we have some new content this week that I want to call out. One is I did an experiment on Spotify Showcase, which you can check out if you go to the show notes and click the newsletter to read it. You can click that video or go to my YouTube channel if you already know it. It's just look up Andrew Southworth on YouTube. I spent $300 on Spotify Showcase uh, for my own music, and I show the results of that. I also spent a couple thousand dollars for other artists that I work with on Showcase, and I show some of those as well. And I did a video on a case study where I ran Facebook ads promoting an artist on Spotify where we took him from zero to 2,500 Spotify monthly listeners. So a little more of a realistic case study. I've done a lot of case studies with millions of streams and millions of listeners. I wanted to do something that was a lot more practical for uh, you know, the average artist, because most artists do not have the the money it takes to, you know, get a song to 12 million streams in only only like six months or four months. Uh, so yeah, two cool videos. Check them out. Thank you very much for listening. If you're not yet joined to musicmarketingmonday.com, go there. Link in the show notes below. Check out the newsletter article for today. But if you want, join uh, over 7,000 other music artists, managers, label owners, etc., any Ashmole Music Marketing Advice every single Monday sent straight to their inbox. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. My name is Andrew Southworth, and I'll see you next week. Bye.